SAFM 104 to 107 Nationwide. The Gauteng High Court has handed SARS, South African Revenue Service, a victory on its ongoing attempts to plug fiscal gaps due to illicit tobacco trade by installing CCTV in warehouses. But the Fair Trade Independent Tobacco Association are not happy with this. Sinatlantlam Guni is the chairperson of the Fair Trade Independent Tobacco Association. Sinatlantlam, good morning to you. Why are you unhappy with CCTV cameras in your warehouses? Morning. Thanks for having me on your show. Um, I mean, it, it, it really boils down to issues of constitutional nature, one being the right to privacy as enshrined by Section 14 of the Constitution and then the right to not be arbitrarily deprived of one's property under Section 25.1 of the Constitution. Um, and as far as the right to privacy, I think that's a far easier one to explain and understand in that Obviously, we feel that it's a gross invasion on the privacy of not only the business concern of our members, but also the rights to privacy of the employees of our member, given that they will now be under surveillance of an unknown third party. And as far as the right to property, um, it deals more with the intellectual property, the trade secrets and and, uh, know-how of of the various uh, manufacturers, particularly in light of the fact that Previously, there have been leakages of information uh, belonging to other players in the tobacco industry from within the ranks of SARS and other law enforcement agencies, which is quite a great concern for us because this industry is a highly competitive one where any bit of information um, is quite useful to all other competitors. And we're worried that this will, in essence, lead to a situation where some people benefit unlawfully to the detriment of others and that could obviously hamper the business concerns of 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 some of our members all right plenty to talk about there let's talk about this unknown third party that you refer to this third party is known it's sars and they have every single one of your bank records they know more about you than you do that's that's not something that we're in dispute of however um it goes beyond that because what happens is what happens to that information? This is something that we've requested from SARS. What happens to the destruction of that information and so forth? Um, you, you know, when when, an, when a third party has information and we don't know how that information is going to be regulated, mm. it creates a massive concern. And that's one of the issues we raised. And we try to engage SARS in as mm. far as getting further clarity as to how the information is going to be handled. I mean, many other acts, such as the RICA Act and so forth, go into great detail about how information is going to be processed, stored, and and um, destructed, and so forth. So it's quite concerning that this act, I'm sorry, this regulation rather, is is quite narrow and not really clear in as far as the number of issues. And that's one of the things that we deal with in our court papers at length. And it's quite difficult to compress it into something that can be dealt with within a few minutes. But what, what, did SARS, nutshell, what did SARS say in reply? SARS's view is that there's nothing untoward with regards to um, this regulation and that, of course, they already are, as you as you stated previously, uh, privy to a number, uh, uh, quite a substantial amount of taxpayer information which clients such as our members provide to them. But, I mean, this is quite different because... Um, it's not information which can can um, easily be disseminated and uh, it, uh, for instance um, confidential trade secrets can be viewed I mean documents that, that are provided by one one manufacturer two SARS for instance not, are not really going to give much in terms of insight in terms of how and 
um, the specifics of how our members conduct their businesses. Whereas if you have video footage, it's mm. quite different. You know? Okay. The video footage. I want, I want to understand what the video footage is made of, right? They're going to put CCTV cameras in a warehouse where there is storage of pallets of cigarette cartons, I'm imagining. You on, a, on an invoice are going to tell them that you have 1,000 cartons, but they're going to see video footage of 2,000 <laughs> cartons. So they're going to go, well, uh, what happened to those 1,000 cartons that we can see there? Definitely, definitely. So so just, just to give you a bit of background... Um, the, the video footage is going to surveil the manufacturing uh, portion of the warehouse and also the dispatch. Okay. Um, so, so the concern with regards to the dispatch area is the security concern in that you're going to obviously monitor all vehicles that leave the warehouse. And that obviously, especially in the South African context, poses a potential security risk because already cigarette trucks are one of the most hijacked um vehicles carrying that particular commodity so we worry about the security and safety of of our members in as far as that is concerned Hold but on, with I, regards but to the I'm, I'm, con- I'm confused first of all this is we're, we're talking about warehouses and you said that they're going to be viewing the manufacturer as well is it just the warehouses or are they going to be looking at every aspect of the business no 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 it's just the warehouses warehouses it, so that's where you store products, licensed, custom-controlled areas. Vehicles and so forth. Yeah, yeah. licensed, well, custom-controlled areas. In other words, this, these are not just storage places. These are custom-controlled areas, a license that SARS officials are granted unrestricted access at all times. Yeah, but of course, you, we, we all know that um, everything has a, um, is bound by, by the Constitution and there's limitations in as far as how far you go. I mean, there's the Gatner judgment for instance which touches on this very particular issue so um everything what does it touch what 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 part does it touch on basically that sars is allowed um access in as far as um entering customs warehouses and so forth Mm -hmm. but um it cannot um go beyond a a myth uh, sorry mechanism which becomes invasive of the particular manufacturer's business concern so in other words it cannot disrupt the business concerns of that particular manufacturer. And that's what we're concerned about here is that this situation where the business concerns of our members are disrupted because this information could then be disseminated to um, competitors and so forth. So we're saying basically you, you that... Keep saying that. You keep saying that though, Sinatlantla. And SARS, yeah. SARS have obligations. There are laws that SARS can't do that. Same as when they can't give my tax information to somebody, a third party. They can't do that. Yes. And if, if they do, that is a crime and they will go to, they will be punished for it. Sinatlantla? I seem to have lost you there. All right, sorry. I was saying that SARS can't give this kind of information out. They're not allowed to. It's against the law for them to do that. All they're doing is using new technology. We, yeah, we, we don't dispute that. However, it, history has shown that this has happened before. So I, I agree with what you're saying, but it has happened. And we can't run away from the fact that in the cigarette industry alone, taxpayer information has before been leaked to competitors. So... I mean, I understand what you're saying. SARS cannot do that, but we do not live in a perfect world and we have to be realistic. And as far as the country that we live in, if you look at most crimes committed in this country, they are committed based on insider information. And now you're going to arm people with information where they know exactly which cigarette trucks are leaving, which warehouse, 
at what point and i mean it's 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 something that i know in a perfect world we would say well that won't happen but the reality is we live in a real world where things aren't perfect so uh, we can go back and forth about that but i'm telling you based on what's happened previously where taxpayer information has been leaked to competitors that we we we're quite reluctant to allow something like that to happen which gives us a, a, a role of judge jury and executioner so we're quite concerned about those issues and i mean we've said uh, again we're not opposed to other methods of compliance which which are based international based practice such as tra track and trace which has been implemented in other parts of the world mm -hmm. where tax stamps are fixed on boxes of cigarettes to ensure that obviously you can track fr uh, from seed to stick um whether um the the appropriate taxes have been paid on that particular uh, box of cigarettes. So, and that's applied worldwide. It's globally accepted. This particular uh, method has only been applied in countries which have not had the best record in as far as uh, the the adherence to uh, a similar sort of platform as the South African Constitution. I mean, you only find this in countries like China, Vietnam, I think Mongolia as well. So, we have to obviously have some sort of um, uh, bottom line in terms of how uh, how far we go in as far as invading the rights of of South African citizens, and I think this is one of our biggest concerns. You, you talk about the real world. The real world is that eight billion rand, or the B, is lost annually to illicit trade of tobacco. It seems as if you are you are arguing. Uh, you are arguing a little bit too much, you're protesting a little bit too much, and that you should be supporting the fact that we're trying to recoup that 8 billion rand. Where, where does that 8 billion rand figure come from? The Fiscus losses estimate 8 billion rand annually to the illicit trade tobacco. That was from uh, a Mr. Minar. i just got to go back in my in my notes a little bit. Uh, no, Jacques, Mr. Minar is the judge. He's the judge. Yeah. No, he's the, he was the judge, judge but he yeah. was basing that on, on uh, submission. But there it was actually no study. which was a Is that the multinationals are put forward? Sorry, now, sorry, we, sorry. I just want to—we didn't hear you there, Senator Tlatla. You're saying that it's a study. These are based on studies which are conducted by multinational cigarette companies. So you just have to pay in mind that globally, it's been proven that multinationals exaggerate the size of the illicit trade for their own benefit. If you look at Australia, New Zealand, uh, and Europe, it's been shown that multinationals have been behind all these studies, commissioned all these studies to ensure that governments place an inordinate amount of time focusing on smaller independent manufacturers and then overlooking the 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 acts of multinationals who engage in other forms of non-compliance such as base erosion and profit shifting so it's it's an, a known practice and i mean even sars would not be able to give you the exact figure of the size of the illicit trade they do not know i've had meetings with sars they've said to us that we do not have the means to conduct an independent study to actually establish and determine the size of the illicit trade. So again, yeah. So I they're going to put you, where they, do we get they're going to put cameras in. They're going to put cameras in so they can see now. Yeah, that, that's fine. What I'm saying is, you you're putting the cart before the horse because what I'm saying is, you're putting cameras on something that you don't know is actually an issue. They, what we do know is an issue is that there's a rampant smuggling through the borders of South Africa from Zimbabwe. We saw this during lockdown where people who smoke were still able to get cigarettes despite the fact that local factories were shut down. Cigarettes were still coming in from as far afield as Europe and so forth. So I think that SARS hasn't really done their homework in as far as understanding the illicit trade. They've admitted as much to us as well to say we haven't really 
had they don't have the resources that's what we understand that but in as far as the local industry is concerned there's been a number of uh measures put into place over the last five years i can name you four there was the installation of production counters on the machinery of all cigarette manufacturers there was the the installing of sars officials at all the various factories there was the introduction of of regular unannounced inspections yeah. and audits and um then there was the requirement that all manufacturers daily submit production reports so there's so many ways and there's still more that are far more in terms of international practice mm. best practice suited to to something like this than the gross invasion of privacy such as the installation of cctv cameras and right. i mean once this, Atlanta, once unfortunately, we're out of time, but I think your point has been well made. Sintantlantla Nguni is the chairperson of the Fair Trade Independent Tobacco Association.